Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. God is so good to us. Uh, I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the election. <laughs> if, I, if I'm going to start the uh, Bible study off, I'm going to start it off with the election talk. Thank you, God, for the way things look right now. Now, you know, we want to say thank you, God, no matter how it turns out, because, you know, when God is in control, you put it in his hand, no matter how it turned out, you're blessed, you're favored by God. So, I'm thanking and praising God with my little finite mind that I understand it at the level that I understand, and um, I'm thinking that this is the best. But you better understand some things that we think the best. It looks the best. It smells the best. You, 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 you just kind of get this feeling that it's the best may not be the best. So I'm, Lord, you, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. I'm trusting you. Come on, let's get into our Bible study. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just bless your name. We honor you and we lift you up. We magnify, magnify and exalt you. You are such an awesome God to us. We call you Abba Father because you treat us like your children. You take care of us and you watch over us. You listen to us. You watch us, oh God. And you protect us and keep us. We thank you, dear Lord, for all that you're doing in our lives. Now we pray in the name of Jesus. Have your way in the midst of our Bible study. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. All right, saints of God, uh, um, we are back. We are back. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be back on the tabernacle prayer. Prayer time was powerful, 40 days of prayer. And again, some of the crazy thoughts that came to my mind did not come to pass, and I thank God they didn't. I'm thanking God they didn't. However, some of the things that are working out, I'm thanking God that they're working out the way that they're working out. Uh, we're going to, again, uh, talk a little bit until the Lord gives us something else. Um, we're going to talk a little bit uh, more about the tabernacle prayer because I have not heard a lot of comments concerning the tabernacle prayer. And, um, again, I'm hoping that folks, when they experience different blessings, when they experience eye-open experiences, when they have revelation, when revelation takes place and, and you encounter God like you've never encountered him before, that you share that. That's a part of your testimony. That's a part of sharing the kingdom of God. That's a part of sharing the kingdom of God. I see folks are still coming on. Please um, mute your line. Your, yeah, your icon looks a little different, and I hope something weird is not getting ready to happen. But um, everybody is muted, so, so we're just believing God that it's going to be all right. So as we dig, as we dig into the tabernacle prayer, I hope you're using it as a guide in your prayer. And understand, what it's supposed to do is give you a higher reverence for God, that you never find yourself rushing into the presence of God, where you may go into your prayer, and before you know it, you're reading your laundry list to God, and, watch this, and you are directing him. Come on. You are directing him on what you want him to do. This tabernacle prayer guide, again, as you walk through area by area from the brazen altar and step by step in the brazen altar, reminiscing and remembering the cross. I, I don't know about you, but there's, there's some questions. Is there a day that you should go without remembering the sacrifice? The Bible says about taking communion that as often as you do this, in remembrance of me, 
as often as you do this. Now, again, it's not a, a, it doesn't have to be a monthly thing. It could be a weekly. It could be a daily where, again, you're remembering the sacrifice. You're remembering the sacrifice of um, on the cross. You're remembering the sacrifice on the cross. Salvation. Watch this where you are actually remembering that you were able, I don't know, this gives me, again, a, a particular kind of reverence for God when you remember, I'm saved. I'm saved. Understanding the penalty of sin. Understanding the, the effect that sin has on God. I don't know if you look at it that way. Understanding that there is healing process that happens when you're able to partake of the promises of God that says, by his stripes I'm healed. That the power of healing is in the Father's hand. It's in the Son's hand. It's in the Spirit of God. You, you, you can see it in the Bible where either God healed the person or raised the person from the dead, Jesus laid hands on the person, or the Spirit of God Jesus being in one region and the person that needs the healing in another region, he speaks the word and the word goes to where that person is and guess what? Bam, they get their healing. Remembering the redemption from the curse, that there is a curse on those who sin. Remembering that we are redeemed from that curse, that we have a new nature and that all the provisions that we need, God provides. And that, that, now again, I just walked through them relatively quickly, but that is something that you need at, on, on certain mornings where you just, wow, is, as you walk your mind around your house, around uh, your job, uh, around this world as you travel. And remember, uh, how, many, how many thousands of miles do you have on your vehicle? How long has that refrigerator been running? Come on, somebody. So you start to remember that, guess what? Look at your loved ones and the health of your, of your loved ones. And, and right now we are in the midst of grieving again. I had another family member to pass, and guess what? Then you look at other family members, and they are older, sometimes much older, and you're thanking and praying. It's provisions. And when you look at provisions, you're looking at the life, you're looking at things, you're looking at abilities. It's all the provision, everything I need, my support system. Thank you, God. So you pause, and then you go right into that labor basin where you are washing and cleansing yourself, and you say, Lord, I repent. Now, some mornings, again, I just, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And I'm praying as a husband. Husbands, you got to know that you pray over your wife, and you ask God to forgive your wife. If, if your wife didn't, guess what? I'm the priest of the home. You're praying over your children. And, 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 and when you look back, play the tape, look back, some mornings, and, and when you look at the 30 days out of the month, the 31 days out of the month, sometimes the 28 days out of the month, guess what? How many days did you say, Lord, forgive me? Forgive me. I repent for my sins. Listen, omission and commission, the ones that I, I know and I can remember and the ones that I don't even remember, I'm asking God that you would forgive me and that you would tap me. I, Lord, please, I don't need a, a harsh warning. But please just remind me if I'm getting ready to go down that path again. You offer your body and your mind, and you say, Lord, I'm, this is a living sacrifice, so use me to your glory. Then you're asking Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit uh, daily. There are some things that you commit to memory, and, and, and that was one of the things where, again, uh, when it comes to the tabernacle prayer, Every, every morning that I walk through it, I don't have the diagram in front of me. Why? Because I have committed it to memory. Every step of the tabernacle prayer, I've committed it to memory. Why? Because you in yourself 
have to say, how important is God to you? And how important is this time of communication? Lord, in the, as I'm at the labor basin, I say, Lord, help me to walk in your spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, kindness, and self-control. Commit it to memory and then commit to keeping it. You've got to commit. Listen, love, when, and, and, and again, I talk about it all the time when it says love, sacrificial and unconditional. And some folks say they love, but it's not backed up by a sacrifice. And when I say sacrifice, it doesn't have to be that you're being nailed to a cross, but it has to be something where there's a sacrifice where you say, no, I could be doing this, but I'm going to do that. It's a sacrifice because I love you. My love is not words. My love is deeds. And your, and your love, as, as God did, John 3.16, says God so loved the world that he gave. And when he gave, I'm telling you, he gave an awesome gift, joy. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it. The world can't take it away. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And you've got to understand the things that bring God joy. So you walk through, you walk through those things. You walk through those things, that love, that joy, that peace, that patience, the faithfulness, gentleness, goodness. Kind, and again, it, what you just did in the, in the heat of the moment. And see, this is when you connect with God in the morning. You want that joy. You want that gentleness, that goodness. And that's supposed to be following you throughout the day. So when you find yourself and, and, and you're not, listen, the fruits of the Spirit are not, are not flowing out of you. The fruits of the flesh, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So, so you're going to wait until you're 115 in order to get, no, 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 it's a sacrifice. In order to express sometimes when it comes to the goodness, the gentleness, it's going to take something out of you, and, and, and it's called obedience. What do we say? We say, that will be done, obedience, righteousness, wrapped up in faith, right? Well, if it's that will be done, he laid it out in the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Then he says, obedience. Because if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. No, no, no. Don't talk about you love me and you're not sacrificing and it's not unconditional. You love me as long as I'm doing something for you. You love me as long as um, uh, things are going your way. You love me as long as I smell good. You love me as long as I'm giving you money. You love, no, no, no. Your love ought to be sacrificial and unconditional. So now since I've changed, your love changed. Well, what's that love? All right, let me move on. So out of the outer court, brazen altar, labor basin, then you move into the holy place, and this is in the course of a morning. Now, we've been on the phone for about 13 minutes now, and we're moving into the holy space. That holy space where the candlestick is, and again, you start to look at the Holy Spirit, asking God every day. Let me tell you something. If, if you've tricked yourself, if you somehow uh, convinced yourself that you are doing this in your own strength. It's because of your schooling. It's because you paid attention in class. Uh, it's because somebody did uh, gave you extra tutoring or something like that, that you have all the gifts that you have. You better understand about the Spirit of God, where the Holy Spirit will provide different information. He will get, watch this, the Spirit of the Lord and wisdom, understanding, counsel, Listen, that kind of thing comes from God. If you're honest with yourself, you will say, you know what? I was dialoguing with a person the other day, and some things that came out of my mouth was very, very wise. But I recognize, I didn't tell them, I recognize that it was not me. It is the wisdom of God that sets upon you. And, and that's why when it comes to, again, uh, the Spirit of the Lord, the, the Holy Spirit, wisdom, understanding, counsel, and might, knowledge, 
And when it says might, understand that, that uh, no, it may not, you may not see supernatural strength where instead of you jacking the car up, you could actually pick the car up with one hand and then manipulate and then manipulate the um, manipulate the bolts off of the wheel with the other hand, and then take the tire off, still holding the car up. No, not that kind of might. But in the spirit realm, you better understand that you can move with might. Now, you've seen some people, and I don't want to take anything from it, uh, when their adrenaline is running and there's an incident that happens, supernatural strength. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the might of the Spirit of God, understanding that the strength of God, and particularly in the spirit realm, where we do not see physically, I would say, 100% of the time. Some folks, they may be able to see some things in the spirit, but when it comes to the warfare that's going on, you better understand the strength of your God. And every now and then, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, uh, in, in the holy space, under this candlestick uh, scenario, you will see that, again, God has done, magni- I'm talking outstanding. I mean, you would not believe it, the things that he has done, when it pertains to strength. And you're talking about uh, putting, putting uh, words, what do you say, uh, water on one side, and, and the children of Israel going through the middle, that's water, that's might. And in the spirit realm, you've got to understand that. Then it says knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now, they have these Cooper. <laughs> they have these listed from A to G. Come on. And, and G is the fear of the Lord. G is the fear of the Lord. And I've expressed this before. I've asked the question, did the survey, haven't gotten a lot of feedback, get a little feedback. But, but folks, when it comes to the fear of the Lord, that's that reverence, and that's another part. Um, to me, that's the main part of walking through the tabernacle prayer because there is a high reverence for God. The fear of the Lord, there is a reverence for God. And at times you sit and you are quiet and you don't say a word. Then, and I want to dig into this one a little bit uh, uh, more uh, when it comes to two. Now, number one is the seven spirits of the Lord. Spirit of the Spirit of the Lord, wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Number two is the gifts of the Spirit. First Corinthians twelve, eight and ten. Eight to ten, not eight and ten. All right? Now First Corinthians chapter 12, 8 through 10, King James Version. It says, for, one, for to one he gives the spirit of the word of wisdom, to another knowledge. So you got wisdom and knowledge. And, again, throughout the day, as you meditate, you're asking God to tap into it. I'm telling you, on so many occasions, I knew nothing about the particular project. I was working on. You know, it could be anything. I, I recently painted the fence. Never painted a fence before. But techniques, immediately, once I start, how to make it, and I meant to, for me, I don't know, I'm just uh, critiquing my own work. It looks like a brand new fence. But how to do it, what to use, how, how to brush it, and, and how not to, to overwork yourself. That knowledge, the wisdom, how to do it, sometimes right there in the midst of it. Keep it moving. It says here, verse number nine, and another one, faith by the same spirit. Faith, and then it says to another one, healing. So what do we have? Have wisdom and knowledge, faith and healing 
And, and again, whether you receive it or not, please don't let that stop you from operating in faith. It's time. Listen, you've got to learn to plow through some things when it comes to faith. And whether you see it or not does not dictate whether you stop or not. Faith and healing. Then we walk through, and this is where you'll see some of that strength that I talked about earlier, miracles. Miracles. And if you don't believe in them, then guess what? I don't know if there's a possibility that you can receive them if you don't believe in them. To another prophecy, and understand what God said is going to come to pass, will come to pass, whether you like it or not. Joni, you're going to Nineveh. Yeah, you can try to go to Tarshish if you want to, but you're going to Nineveh. The word of God is going to come to pass. Jesus was going to the cross. Uh, the The... Disciples are chopping folks' ear off to prevent Jesus from going to the cross. No, 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 no. Miracle right there instantaneously, bam, heal the man's ear and let's go to the cross. Why? Because of prophecy. What, and, and see, that should be our greater concern. What God said is going to come to pass. We believe that it's going to come to pass. That's going to come to pass. So if it's going to come to pass, then guess what? It's going to happen because of the word of God. That's prophecy. And he puts that prophecy in individuals' mouths. So it can be spoken that guess what? If, if you don't do X, Y, Z, this is coming to pass. Discerning of spirits and then to another diverse kinds of tongues and to another, the interpretation of tongues. So what do we have? Wisdom and, wisdom and knowledge, faith and healing, miracles, prophecies, discern, discerning of spirits, and then you have tongues and interpretation of tongues. The, the, the spirits, and on the, on the diagram, it causes the gifts of the spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. All right? Now, we're moving, and here it is, 7.22, and we, 22 minutes, boom. So if you just say 10 minutes in the outer court, 10 minutes in the holy space, and, and, and we are now, no, we're still in the holy space because the shoe bread and the altar of incense is an area. Now, what we're doing is, again, increasing your strength in prayer, understanding that, again, prayer is more than a laundry list. Prayer is more than a complaint session. Prayer is more than just crying and saying, uh, I'm unworthy, I'm, I'm unworthy, I'm unworthy. Listen, if, if, if you've got just a little bit of knowledge of the human nature, you will understand we're all unworthy. The priests are unworthy. That's why the priests had to offer sacrifice for themselves as well as the people. And I believe that that is a detriment to many believers because they slip out of the mode of believing and knowing that, guess what, you need forgiveness too. Keep it moving. Taber, the table of shoebread, the table of shoebread, though, watch this, the word, when it comes to the shoebread, the word is the focus. And asking God for a fresh revelation of what? The Word. Why? Because in order for you to walk this thing out, you've got to understand the Word. In order for you to understand it, let me tell you, in your finite mind, there's no way that you would be able to understand it unless it is broke down for you, unless the preacher, teacher, and, and then particularly those who are anointed, the presence of God is in their life, and they help you to understand it, or the Spirit of God himself gives you fresh revelation, and that's what you're praying for at that moment. Now, here it is in prayer. If we weren't walking through the tabernacle prayer, many folks wouldn't ask God for any kind of revelation during their prayer time. It may go months and months, and you never ask for revelation of his word. Let me tell you, the revelation of his word will help you in so many different areas of your life, and you will see that the word comes back 
to your remembrance and gives you answers to many of your quandaries. Lord, help me to understand your word. Give me fresh revelation of your word. Some mornings it'll happen that quick. It's less than 10 seconds and you'll leave it alone. Some mornings, again, you'll sit there and and he may inspire you to pick your Bible up and to read passages. We move right into the altar of incense. Now, again, this is one of my favorites. We've been posting quite a bit of them on the uh, uh, Facebook page. We've been posting those, the different names, and those different names, again, is when you have a, a understanding of who God is. I have some go-to, I call them go-to uh, names that immediately will come to mind when it comes to me uh, worshiping God and worshiping the names of God. When it comes to the worshiping the names of God, and that's why, again, in our exhortation period, that listen, every time we start our service, we start off with the names, the character, and the promises of God. Just exalting who God is for who he is. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, he did this for me, he did this. No, for the body of Christ, he is Abba Father. He is our Father. And you walk through the attributes of a Father. Adoniah, that's another go-to name, Adoniah, he's the Lord. And they have scriptures. You can look them up on Google. You can uh, buy books. I'm not walking through any particular scriptures today, just the name. A few of the names, uh, well, more than a few, but they are my go-to names. And then the meaning or, or portion of the meaning, because some of them have multiple meanings. So there's Abba, there's Adoniah, there's El. El is another one, and we'll walk through a couple of the L's. L, E-L, that's the strong one. Now, I'm, I'm giving you this because in that morning, in that afternoon, in the evening, whenever your prayer time is, and you call him L, you're understanding you need him to show up in a strong way. When we are in the 40 days of prayer, while we were there, and you're going into prayer, you're needing God. You're seeing what's going on. Guess what? I need L. Capital E, capital L. It could be lowercase L. don't have to be um, upper upper. Case L. Capital E L. The strong one. That's who you're calling on. But when you know it, let me tell you, I say it all the time, when it comes to your emotions, that's when you, you start to deal with your soulish nature. When you really know it and you call him and you're looking for him to show up as the strong one, keep it moving. Then another one of my favorites is L Elyon. L Elyon. That's the God most high. The God Most High. Elohim, that's another go-to name. And I'm going to stop right there. I, I like the Emmanuels, the Jehovah's, I understand, but we're going to stop because I want to move on. I really want to talk more and spend some time in the holy place. All right? So the worship of the names, and again, this is not something that you're rushing through. Sometimes the Lord will lay one of the particular names on my heart. Here it is, my prayer to him, but he's, he's interceding and, 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 and placing a name on my heart. And, and, and for me, he knows what I need. He knows what's going to happen in that day. All right? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now watch this. Then... From the altar of incense, and understand where the altar of incense is, there is a definition of what happens there. It's called worship. Sometimes when it comes to worshiping the names of God, and this is just me, um, I might be inspired by a particular song, and I've got my, my, my phone there with my uh, song list, and boom, I'm putting a song on, and I'm just worshiping at the altar of God, at the at the altar of incense. 
That's where worship goes on. And you spend some time there. Now, as we transition into the holy place, again, your mindset has to take on the, the understanding. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The understanding that you are going before the altar of God. Understanding as you read the Bible, and when things happen around that altar, I'm not sure. I never heard in the Bible where anyone um, did anything wrong with the labor basin or the brazen altar or the candlestick, and anything happened to them. But around that altar, doing different things, carrying it the wrong way, having it in the wrong possession, the wrong people or the right people, you, you have it in your possessions, guess what? It blesses you. you. You treat it wrong, and guess what? You die. So around the altar, it's a, it's a particular, again, reverence that you have when you go before God. And I don't know if we don't, if we don't pause, if you just go rushing in there, or do you pause and really reverence who he is. Watch this. Now, as you begin to pray, as you begin to pray, the first thing that, they, that you, you pray for, and it says intercession, it's not you. And, and I'm going to tell you right off the bat, one through five, and the fifth thing, it's my need. So that's you. That's number five. The first thing, those in authority. So you're praying for spiritual, you're praying for civic or civil, you're praying for family leaders, not just your family, but family leaders all over the world. And that's why I love the way that the, the, the model prayer, the Lord's Prayer, is designed because it says, our Father. This, this connects us, all believers, all true believers. It's not about me. It's about us. It's about you are me. It's our Father. So it's family leaders and then in the workplace. And wouldn't it be powerful if some of the billionaires and millionaires and, and many of the, the, the uh, wealthy, well-to-do, they really stepped up when it was a crisis. Now, it would be a blessing if we prayed and prayed and prayed that in the workplace people would stop taking advantage of the work. How is it that you have a CEO of a particular company and he's making, uh, uh, let's just say, 10, 10, million, 10 million a year, but then you have folks that are doing, I'm talking strenuous, strenuous work, but they're making less than minimum wage. And that's when the body of Christ is, they're praying that, again, folks in the workplace would live godly. And that we would do justly, walk righteously. So you're praying for those in authority. And when I pray for those in authority, the first thing that comes to my mind most of the mornings are the angelic assistance that we have from, what is his name, Jehovah Sabbath. And that is the Lord of hosts. He, that is, again, that's one of my favorites. I'm calling on Jehovah Sabaoth, and, and, and who is that? He is the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord of the army angels, angel armies, army angels, well, whichever way. The angel armies, army angels, he is the he is Lord of them, and thus, those are the ones that fight on our behalf. Those are the ones that fight those unseen He Listen, seen, danger is seen and unseen. Well, you better understand the angels are those who fight on our behalf. Those in authority, spiritually, civil, family, and workplace. Then you pray for your family. And I walk through each division of my family. Memorize it. And then let the Holy Spirit use you because there may be uh, folks that come to mind that you need to pray for and they don't realize it. And guess what? 
you don't realize it, but the Spirit of God realizes it and gives you that unction that, guess what? Somebody in the Harris family, somebody in the Ruffin family, the Jones and Payne's family, the uh, Lindo family, maybe somebody in the Walton or the Peterson family, Shepherdson family, the Bird family, come on. You may say the Grayton family or the Hammond family. You, you're praying for the family. You're naming these divisions, and then you're allowing the Spirit of God, and you're sitting there in the high reverence of God knowing that you are relinquishing to him. Lord, I relinquish my prayer to you. I don't know how to pray as I ought. I believe the word of God, and we don't know how to pray. We, we don't know what to ask for. All right? So you're praying for your family. You're praying for, and I add family and friends in there because there is no area in there that they call friends <clears throat> in this particular diagram that, I, that I, I'm using. So next it comes to the church, my church. I'm praying for my pastor. I'm praying for small groups. I'm praying for members. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm praying for the vision and the mission. If our vision is lost souls saved, then guess what? I'm praying that souls would be saved. I'm praying that souls would be saved. I'm praying for, for uh, neighbors. I'm praying for those in the community around the church. I'm praying for folks in other countries. I'm asking God to use my prayer to save souls. Use my life that souls might, because you're praying for the church. You're praying that the pastor would be filled with the Spirit of God, that he would receive fresh revelation, he would be protected from demonic presence, demonic attacks. This is every day. You're, 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 girding, you're girding yourself up with the armor of God, and then you're doing warfare, and you're praying, and, and you're engaging in your prayer because you know the power of prayer. And that's why I said that the tabernacle prayer is somewhere that we remain. Why? Because this is something that happens every day. This is where we get our strength from. There is a saying that says, much prayer, you have much power. Little prayer, little power, but no prayer, you don't have any power. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm here to add to that saying that if you have a lot of prayer, with no power in your prayer, it doesn't make any difference. You can have a whole lot of prayer, but guess what? No power because your prayer is not with understanding. Your prayer is not with the acknowledgement of the power of God that you're praying to. <clears throat> so it's more like words. It's more like you're sounding good. Okay? All right. So you've got uh, pray for your pastor, pray for small groups. Pray for individual members. Pray for the vision and the mission of the church. What time is it? All right? It's 737. Here it is. We're coming down to the conclusion of the prayer, and you've taken 37 minutes, and we've walked through it re relatively quickly. And that's why I'm saying you need to etch out some time in order to walk through the tabernacle. The next thing that you're doing, again, um, and in particularly when you're in the church, if there's things coming up, again, you know Pastor, uh, 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 Pastor Johnson is going to preach on Fourth Sunday, or Director Spencer Johnson, he's going to be going out into the community uh, on a particular Sunday. You're keeping those kind of things lifted up in prayer that God would be go, God would go before them, and that the venture would be fruitful by the, the saving of souls and those being led to the kingdom of God, an understanding of the kingdom of God. I haven't been, excuse me, I haven't been numbering them. Number one was the one with the authority, spirit, spiritual, civil, family, and workplace. Number two, <clears throat> excuse me, was the family. Number three was the church. And the church had the pastor, the small groups, members, vision, and the mission. Number four, you're praying for your city. Now, 
again, when it comes to you operating in the understanding of the power that God has placed on the individual and them being a part of the collective body, you've got to understand that guess what? The city is blessed because the majority or that there is somebody in that city who has a very powerful connection. You're praying for the city. And I've said it before that this region, because of the area, uh, Co-Pastor and I were down around the, uh, uh, her new workplace, and, and it was close to the White House. It was within a mile of the White House. And guess what? Everything was boarded up. Why? Because it's election time, and things look like they're getting ready to get out of hand. They look like they're getting ready to get out of hand. So all of the businesses uh, know that there's a history um, when, when something significant happens, and particularly political, that guess what? Uh, windows are going to be broken out. Doors are going to be broken. Fences, they're going to be knocked down. Things are going to be stolen. So they're taking the precautions to board up now. Pray for the city. I say in this city, across these United States, this nation, and around this world. Number four, the city, the nation, and the world. This is, a, I don't know, maybe you, you, you just think that, you know, I'm just one person. How much can one person do? No, I'm a part of the larger body of Christ, and guess what? We got power. We talked about it early on, might under the candlestick, under the Holy Spirit. There's might, there's strength. And then particularly the Bible spells it out. It says we're two. We're two, just two, if two get together. So where we have this understanding, let me tell you, things are happening in an awesome, awesome way. Where? In the city, in the nation, and around this world. In the city, in the nation, and around this world. Now, last but not least, 741, we're talking my needs. Can you imagine? And as quickly as we went through it, we didn't really linger too long in one particular area, and now you're finally at your needs. And, and, and I'll just be straight honest with you, many mornings, many prayer times, whether it's in the morning, in the afternoon, no matter what time it is, by the time I get there, there's a great understanding, <coughs> excuse me, and a confidence. God's got, you know what? Thank you, God. I don't even, sometimes I just don't even, when I get there, it's not a particular request. When it comes to your marriage, I've already covered the forgiveness, anything that we've done wrong. The blessings have, watch this, the blessings for me have already excuse me, Have uh, I'm in a great understanding when it comes to the promise of God, when it comes to, uh, what is it, Deuteronomy 28, that when I'm doing what I'm supposed to do with him, then guess what? He's covering me. He's blessing me going out, blessing me coming in, and I that's for me, the understanding that I have. There's not a need for me to ask again for the blessing that he has already bestowed upon me. Direct, give me direction today. Lead me and guide me. Well, guess what? He's already given me plenty of scriptures that if I was to meditate on him, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways just acknowledge him, guess what? He's already promised I'll direct your path. So what I'm supposed to do, guess what? He's going to give it to me. Lord, grant me favor today. Favor. It's just something in addition. Just pour it out on me, whatever you know I can handle. That's, that's the only thing he does. He, he's going to give you something that you can handle. No, Lord, please, I, I really don't even want it. I don't want to experience. I don't want to see. I don't want to try to test God to see if I can uh, uh, handle some type of mega blessing. No, 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 I don't want the mega blessing. No, I do not. I honestly and truly do not. Why? Because, again, 
God knows what I can handle. On the midnight prayer last night, and I don't know why they call it midnight, um, because that's what, and I'm not saying the, the prayer group, uh, I'm talking about when it was first arranged to call it midnight, um, it is actually uh, 12 o'clock morning, and on that prayer call last night, again, it was a huge push for the, the prayer warriors to understand God's will is so important. God's will, to have an understanding that God, we want your will to be done. More so than anything else, we want your will to be done. So for me, Lord, grant me favor. Grant me favor. There may be some things that uh, when it comes to the added blessing that was not given, um, and even with the added blessing, immediately the Holy Spirit gives me. Uh, Ephesians, what is it? Ephesians chapter, what is it, 3? Okay. And this is when it comes to, when it pertains to uh, uh, going beyond. Uh, and I believe it's, what is it, 20? And now unto him who is able to do, exceed, watch this, exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. So when I say favor, again, what, when you have an understanding of the word, when you have an understanding of the promise, and that's what we reiterate to each other every service. We dedicate this portion of the service to just say, how, how can you do a God wrong who has promised you so much? And all he asks, watch this, the guidelines, the rules, the commandments, the statutes, all they are are to protect you from the blessings being taken from you, from the, the, the blessings not being available to you. Why? Because you stepped outside of the guidelines. It's one of the worst things that you can experience after paying so much money on an insurance plan, whether it's a car or whether it's a house, and for the, the wind to blow the tree down and the tree to collapse a portion of the house and the insurance company say, I'm sorry, you're not covered for uh, what they call disasters or disasters by Mother Nature or whatever they, whatever the term it is they use, they don't say by God. But um, to understand that now that I'm in this position, it's not covered. What? What? Hold on a second. This is covered, that's covered. Now, if the, if the, uh, this would have happened or that would have happened, and there's guidelines that knock you outside of the coverage, even though you have invested in the premium, there is guidelines. Well, with God, guess what? When you walk according to those commandments, those promises are guaranteed. That's why I say when we get to my needs and you have an understanding of the word of God, then guess what? I'm good. God's got me. God, help me. Watch this where the Bible says, help my unbelief. God, help me to understand fully the promises that you have given me. Help me to understand the promises you have given me. So I thank God. So I thank God. So what do I, what do I pray? My needs. Lord, just grant me favor. Ah, oh, my knee is hurting. God has already promised. I already claimed it. I claimed it way back up there by the brazen altar, the healing. I, I'm not praying. I'm not praying. Lord, help me. Help me to understand my salvation. Uh-uh. I, I did that at the brazen altar. I acknowledge the new nature. All the provisions. Watch this. All the provisions that he's already. I've already acknowledged that and thanked him for it. And understanding. Guess what? Uh, Ephesians three, where it talks about doing exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. I'm already a recipient. See, this is when you start to understand that some of the things that you think 
You didn't pray about it, Father. I pray that you open up a new job opportunity. No, you didn't pray about it, but guess what? It, it just all of a sudden appeared. The opportunity was right there, and a boom, you walked into it. I did not pray about it. He uh, Exceeding abundantly, exceeding, not exceedingly, but exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Amen? Amen. It's 749, folks. It, that's, that's it for today. That's it. We, we, we're walking through. We, we could take our time and spend more time in each area, but that is it. The mercy seat, intercessory or intercession, pray, pray for those five areas. Amen? Amen. God bless you. I, I could open it up if you had questions. Um, I could open it up for questions for a few moments and to see if anybody had an individual question. I do see some new numbers on the line, so I, I want to give them an opportunity. If they did, you can star six. That will unmute your line, and you could ask questions. But other than that, that's all I have for today. Keep me in your prayers. Just ask God to give me fresh revelation of his word because I have to preach the revival tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, unless the Lord changes it, I will be talking about will the real, you put your name right there, please stand up. Will the real Tracy Shepherdson please stand up. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Um, wow. God bless you. Um um, I don't see anybody. Yep, I see some folks, they're cutting out already. They know Bible study is over. Amen. And I will talk to you on tomorrow. It will be on Facebook Live. It will be on Facebook Live uh, under Edgewood Baptist Church. You can go online and pull it up, Facebook Live. Uh, and it will be revival at 7 o'clock. Amen. God bless. Talk to you then. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.